All right, you are listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast sponsored by Natural Stacks. If you're into biohacking, performance, or getting more out of life, this is the show for you. For more on building optimal performance, check out OptimalPerformance.com. You were looking for a way to change your life. You got it. I kind of think in some ways selfishly that it should remain a secret because it is such an advantage. Knuckle stuck. Start optimizing your mental and physical performance. Optimize yourself. Okay, happy Thursday, all you optimal performers. Welcome to another episode of the Optimal Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Muncy, and I want to welcome in today's guest. He is Lewis Angel. Lewis, thanks for hanging out with us today. Thank you so much, Ryan, for having me on this podcast. Yeah, and, so I uh, look forward to you know talking with you about this. Of course. We appreciate you being here. We're really looking forward to this. So let's introduce you to our listeners. Uh, you are a memory master, you're a memory coach. You recently became the first winner of Fox's Superhuman TV show. Um, this is gonna be really cool. So thank thank you so much for hanging out with us. <laughs> Before, oh, we, thanks, man. before we do that, a couple of housekeeping notes. As always, you guys listening, make sure you head over to OptimalPerformance.com so that you can see the video version of this as well as see any links to the resources that Lewis and I talk about during this show. Um, and if you haven't done so, while you're on the site, make sure you sign up for our VIP list of optimizers so you can stay up to date with everything that we're bringing you to help you optimize your life. And one other thing, make sure you guys are sharing the Optimal Performance Podcast with people you know. Um, for this episode in particular, if you feel like what we're talking about helps you, think about who else you know that can benefit from learning some of these memory techniques and make sure you share it with them so that we can reach more people and help more people improve their lives the way that we are trying to. All right, Lewis, let's do this. <laughs> what is uh, you're a memory athlete what is a memory athlete and, and what does it take to become uh, a memory master like you are right so we're like memory ninjas we just go and slay a bunch of information very quickly <laughs> um no uh, it was funny because recently at one of the memory competitions i was at uh, overseas um i was with my friend uh yanja she's she has a world record in names and faces and uh, she broke it by having 187 names in 15 minutes. So, you know, out here, the code for 187 is like a killer. I'm like, man, you're a thug. You're a killer. You're slaying these names, right? Um, but no, that, that's pretty much what we do. We go out and we compete in these memory competitions, pretty intense memory competitions, where we sit down for up to three days straight in some of these competitions that we just memorize information nonstop. Um, and, and they're like in short events. So it would be five minute, you know, uh, five minute names and faces, five minute playing cards, five minute numbers. Uh, you know, we have 15 minute events and it just ranges from anywhere from numbers to words to, uh, you know, to names and faces. So that's that's in a nutshell what a memory athlete is and what we do. We just memorize a lot of information very quickly. <laughs> All right. So you said it's sometimes two, three, four days. How do you prevent brain fatigue over, you know, the course of that? Yeah, sleep. <laughs> get some sleep, get some rest, you know, take some nap. I'm, I'm the master of napping. Um, so I, yeah, that, yeah, that's what I do uh, to kind of refresh my mind, re-energize my mind. Okay. But, um, but yeah, it's a lot of just preparation, right? Because I've been to one of these competitions where 
I didn't really prepare much for it. I just went in and I stepped in. I'm like, I can do well, right? It's two days straight of memorizing. I can do this. And after half the day, I'm uh, you know of day one, I'm already like out of it, right? I'm out of. I, I want to go and just uh, sleep for the rest of the remainder of the competition. Uh, but but yeah, so preparing definitely. Uh, it prepares you for the competition. So training beforehand, you know, several weeks, months before a competition definitely prepares you for that intense, you know, nonstop. We have 10 events at each one of these competitions. So, uh, yeah, just training up to that competition. Okay. So we're going to pick your brain for some memory techniques that can that we can use later. But I want to know, you're talking about this preparation. I mean, what, what's a typical day look like for you preparing for one mm-hmm. of these events? Right, so I'll split it up. Um, I'll do essentially like as if you're working out, right? Um, you don't want to say do every single body part on one day, so you want to split it up, right? Maybe you do arms and um, arms and abs one day. The next day you'll do shoulders and maybe just shoulders that that day, right? Okay. Uh, another day will be leg day. So it's it. I took the you know sample of of working out to to working out uh, when it comes to improving your memory so i'll do maybe names and faces one day i'll do numbers and playing cards another day i'll do words and you know something else abstract images another day so i'll split it up into sections um and then i'll spend maybe an hour or two depending on the event uh, just training and i won't say spend the entire hour training for that event, but I'll split it up. I'll do 10 minutes and then I'll take a break, review, see what I did right, see what I did wrong, and then go do another 10 or 15 minutes, you know, for that event. Um, so it's, it's essentially what I do. I'll split it up into sections and and then I just work that event, you know, for that day. So, yeah. Okay. So you've got cards, names, faces, uh, images. You said, what are some of the other events and how are they, I guess everybody's probably going to have some that they're naturally better at than others. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, those are pretty much the events. However, at the competition, we have 10 events. So we'll do two sets of playing cards. We'll have a okay. speed round and a long round. So playing cards will be, you know, how, how fast can you memorize a deck of cards? I did it in Australia. I got the gold medal for this for doing it in two minutes. So people can, that can do it a lot faster than that, you know, 30 seconds, 20 seconds. Um, I did it in two minutes in competition. I can do it faster in training. Uh, but, uh, you know, and then we also have the long version of that. So how many decks can you memorize in in 15 minutes, in 30 minutes, in, in one hour, depending on the competition? So the same thing for numbers. We have short events for numbers long, and then long events for numbers. So just extra time um, and, and see how, you know, how we can do that um, in, in, uh, in the different events. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now you mentioned yeah. in competition, obviously the environment is different than it is in training. So how, right. how does that environment impact your ability to recall information or, or to retain information? And what do you do specifically to try to prevent, you know, kind of freezing on stage or, or yeah, yeah, you know, there's pressure. I was um, for uh, actually at the World Memory Competition. We there is something that happened that um, doesn't happen. Like let's say if we have the digital version of these competitions, competitions, and then we have paper version, meaning they print out all the sheets that we have to memorize and also the recall sheets, right? So we have to write everything down. But then on the digital versions of these types of competitions, you literally just type everything, right? You, you have a screen, you have all the information, let's say it's names and faces. Uh, you have the faces up on the screen, you have the names, and then they 
they uh, take out the names after the certain time, you know, the lot of time, and then you have to type it up. So it, it, you don't have to wait for them to pass out papers or uh, for them to collect papers. So it literally, it, it takes a lot less time in between the memorization and recall. Well, what happened at the World Memory Competition, we were in China, and there was a, a long gap. I think it was like 20 minutes between memorization and recall, right? So, because there's hundreds of people there from all over the world at this competition. So, they had to collect all the sheets and then pass out the, the recall sheets. So, that's something that we don't normally prepare for as memory athletes. Usually, we, we do the digital version. So, um, you know, we'll have like maybe a minute gap in between. So, it's faster for us to kind of do the, the last few names that we got down in our mind, put them in short to memory, and, and just put those down first, right? And then we, we go into the ones that we actually spend more time uh, to actually, you know, memorize. Um, so most of us pretty much froze. We didn't get our best scores at this competition, um, at this event in names. Uh, and it was mainly because of that long uh, portion and gap in between. So there are a lot of things that happen that, you know, we can't necessarily prepare for and, uh, or we prepare for in a different way and, and other things maybe arise in competition that we wouldn't be expecting. So it's just things like that. Um, but how do we prepare for, for overall pressure? Um, it, kind of just running through the events that's that's how we prepare but it, other than that you really can't prepare for the unexpected right they just they throw these curveballs at you and you just got to go with the flow in, in that point in time and and do your best that's you know at the end of the day you just do your best okay now this is a question that i think all of our listeners are going to want to know the answer to have you always had a great memory is this something that just came naturally to you or <laughs> Right. I, I came out of the womb just memorizing the deck of cards. <laughs> uh, no, that did not uh, happen with me at all. I mean, I struggled. I, I, I struggled in school. I struggled in just my personal life, social life. Uh, I did not have the best memory. I had a 1.0 GPA my freshman year. I actually even failed football, I believe, um, if I can remember that. I failed PE in football. Uh, mainly because I didn't even go to the practices um, and I didn't do a lot of things that we had to do. But uh, yeah, I struggled. I kept repeating classes over and over again. I, I barely got out of high school. Uh, and when I did, when I got to college, I was like, okay, great. Th fresh start things are going to be different. And that's not what happened because when you have a pattern, right, when you have a pattern of not succeeding mm -hmm. and you don't change anything, you think that you, you know, you, you go with the same plan on a, uh, on a new venture um, then things are going to be the same, right? Unless you change something, uh, things are going to be the same. So I kept failing. I kept dropping out of my classes uh, to the point where I was like, I was fed up with it. And I was like, I need to change this. I need to fix this situation. I have to change the blueprint that I'm coming with to school with um, in order to get different results. So yeah, I, 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 I took a course. I got a memory pro uh, product and I went through it. And that essentially is what shifted everything. Because once I, I learned that I can learn differently than how I was learning before. Um, I can create these weird, crazy images in my mind. That's how I memorize them. Uh, you know, we can go into a little bit of that uh, uh, later on. But um, I create these weird, crazy images in my mind when I'm memorizing, and I can actually retain that information. I was like, ah, you know, this is amazing. This this works for me. And I went from having bad grades to getting straight A's. So um, from not being able to focus to to just having an intense intense ability to focus and pay attention. Uh, social life improved. Everything just improved overall, just because of of, of the dip, you know the steps that I took to correct uh, the inabilities that I had with my memory. I think the the thing that stands out to me there is that almost that 
that that 180 moment where you just you drew a line in the sand and you said, okay, look, I'm going to turn things around. I'm going to change things. That's a huge yeah. uh, moment in in anybody's life, and and you know, for for somebody who may be facing their own version of that right now, I mean, mm-hmm. was that takes a lot of you know faith and 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 courage. Was there was there somebody that helped you through that, like a mentor or or a friend or was that something that you had to go through on your own? I mean, cause you mentioned, you know, you have to change these habits and, and these patterns rewiring. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a tough process. Yeah, exactly. Ryan. Like I had, uh, I had several mentors. I surrounded myself with a lot of great people. And it, even if it wasn't like necessarily in person, but it was maybe through their books. I have, you know, bookshelves here in my closet everywhere. Um, I, when I was in school, high school, and even my early years of college, I barely got through like one book throughout the entire year, right? Um, I actually didn't even get through many books. That's why I was failing. But, uh, uh, you know, after I learned that I can improve my memory, I started reading a lot more books. I started listening to audios, you know, different podcasts, different audios. Uh, Tony Robbins was a huge um, influencer in my life. I, I definitely attached to him greatly, not necessarily in person. I met him several times after that. Um, I shook his hand, had a few words with him. But, you know, in the early years... It was just all through books, through his audio programs, through his videos, right? Um, my my memory mentor, Ron White, who I learned the system from, and then I started messaging him back and forth. He was very responsive to me. So um, I attached to him greatly. I met him in competitions, and I was able to you know, do great things with him, be on stages with him in front of hundreds of people. Um, and, and it was just incredible to to surround myself with these people and then later on to actually meet them and, and become friends with these people. So yeah, definitely I had a lot of mentors in, in throughout this entire process and I still do. And I still lean on several of them. You know, my good friend Phoebe, who, who essentially uh, took this kid from the ghetto because I grew up in a place where it wasn't necessarily popular to be smart or to, you know, necessarily succeed in life. Uh, really, you, you know, you go and you have your, your comfortable set job and, and you know, that's it. Um, and you live in the same place. You never leave that area. So up to the point when I had met him, I, I literally just stayed in that same area where I grew up, you know, my entire life. Um, and then I, I connected with him. He was very successful. He's a millionaire. And I never met a millionaire up to that point in my life. I was 18. Um, he was a millionaire and he wanted to take me under his wing. So, uh, you know, it, and he helped me greatly. So he introduced me to the Tony Robbins, to the Zig Ziglar's, to the Les Browns, to all these, you know, the personal development field, uh, and which led me to go to Ron White and these other memory people as well. So, yeah, just connecting with people just definitely changed that course um, that I was heading towards, I guess. Yeah. I love it. That's awesome. I mean, it's, you know, you you make this decision, hey, this is what I want to do. And then it's when when you can't immediately surround yourself with those people, you do it through audio or or book or whatever. And then you do what you can to grow your network and and to be able to surround yourself and interact with these people. Um, Right. Right. Everyone, make sure. Uh, you can't all be around Ryan, but surround yourself by listening to his you know, podcast, Optimal Performance Podcast, and and just being here. That's uh, that alone is you know you great get great knowledge from that. Yeah, so. yeah. Thank, thank you, Lewis. And it's yeah. not it's not because of me. It's because I bring you people like Lewis, right? <laughs> so, all right. Uh, so I think, and this is the other cool thing about what you said is that you know memory wasn't something that that came naturally to you. So so it. That means that it is something that anyone can train and anyone can improve. Oh, most definitely. Anybody can learn this. I teach this. I do this for a living pretty much. I have a lot of videos online and I do this in person as well. I teach 
anywhere from, you know, high school kids to, uh, you know, people that are 80 years old and, you know, I, uh, they come to me like, oh, Lewis, I can't do this. I can't, my memory, uh, you know, I think I'm having dementia, Alzheimer's, all these different things. And those are real conditions. I know, you know, my mom works with those types of individuals, but then there's some people that just because they forget, you know, where they put the keys, they think they have dementia. That's not necessarily the case. So, you know, I work with those types of people like, no, just, you know, do these steps, simple steps, and you'll be able to learn, uh, you know, or memorize where you you did this or, you know, remember what you did uh, that day or what you ate for breakfast. Those are the little things that used to always get me. Did I even eat today? Right? I, I used to ask myself that question. Did I eat today? Uh, I could have had like a buffet dinner uh, you know, or buffet uh, breakfast, and I would have been like, I have no clue if I ate today or what did I eat, right? Um, or where, where did I place my keys? Where did I park my car? All those little things. So anybody can learn how to do this. I teach people how to do it, um, and it's very easy. Once you learn the techniques, you can literally apply it to any, pretty much any area. You can even apply it to muscle memory, um, and I'm kind of working towards that myself right now. But uh, but yeah, any anything you can really apply these techniques to. All right. So, so what, what's the secret? We got to know. <laughs> the secret. We've been, uh, you know, building it up. The anticipation has been boiling. <laughs> uh, so the techniques are, you essentially just visualize what it is that you want to memorize, right? I say the key to memorization is visualization. So if you want to remember, say, a long number, you just turn that number into an image. If you want to memorize a name, you just turn that name into an image. You know, for like, let's say, Ryan. So for Ryan, maybe you picture like a, a running ant for the last part, Anne, right, Ryan? So <laughs> running ant, something like that, right? For Lewis, maybe picture, you know, a shoelace wrapped around my bald head, right? <laughs> and put a, p a pretty pink little bow tie at the top. I don't know. Uh, because look, you're laughing. That's memorable. Next time you see me, you're going to be like, you, you don't say, you know, what was his name? You say, what was the picture? What was the thing I associated to this individual? Oh, bald head? Oh, yeah. I put a shoelace around his bald head. Oh, yeah. Lace. Shoelace. Oh, Louis. Right? That's his name. Uh, Ryan. Running ants on your, your maybe your eyebrows. Running <laughs> ants. Running. Oh, yeah. Ryan. What's going on, Ryan? So it's just being very creative uh, and creative creating different stories. Essentially, we're creative storytellers when we're memorizing all this information. Um, and that's the key. To boil it down uh, very simply, it's, it's uh, you know, the key to memorization is visualization. And, and you can apply it slightly differently to uh, the different events that we do, say, at the competition. Um, and even, like, let's say, in just uh, reading a book, if you want to uh, retain more of the information that you're reading from that book, I like to tell my students, you know, imagine like you have this big budget, right? An infinite budget. You're the director to this huge cinematic motion picture. Like it's, you're about to be Avatar. You know how they had all these different <laughs> elements, graphics, 3D things. Um, you're about to have, you know, uh, be a blockbuster hit. So just go ahead and go wild with it, right? As you're reading, imagine like that's a script and you're creating the different characters and, and, and adding all the different elements, the plot elements to it as you're reading through it. So just visualize as you're reading through it. So you can definitely apply this to it. Uh, essentially anything uh, when it comes to learning information. So just visualize it. If you take anything from this, uh, you just visualize and you'll be able to greatly improve uh, the information that you can retain. Yeah, That's really cool. I, it, it reminds me, I, I've been lucky enough to have a couple of people um, you know, share some, some other memorization techniques with me before. And it was, uh, I, I'm sure that this is one that you use too, uh, but, but telling a story. So I think uh, I think we had to memorize, uh, it was probably nothing compared to what you guys do in competition, but it was like 10 words and, you know, you had a certain mm -hmm. amount of time and it was, you, know, you, you tell a story and these words all seem unrelated, but you know, it was like, yeah. you know, airplane, envelope, tree, whatever. And 
you know, you tell right. yourself a story as you as you see this list of ten. It's like okay, an airplane flew, uh, you know, purple airplane flew and dropped an envelope and it it hit the tree and it was carrying a typewriter. <laughs> that was one of the words. Yeah. But, <laughs> but but the idea is that you make it as uh, as unique as possible, not normal. Like you said, the pink shoelace around your head. I mean, that's something that it's it's a very unique visual. It's not something that you would easily forget. Um, you exactly. know, like an envelope doesn't normally carry a typewriter, <laughs> so you can remember that, or or a purple airplane. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just make them memorable. Make them stick out. Make them funny, creative. Um, and 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 people always ask me too. Um, you know, can anybody really uh, do this? Because I, I don't think I can visualize. I don't think I have that ability. Um, I've taught. I'm not even joking. I've taught blind people to be able to do this. And they create the, in their own way their own like visual representations of the information that they're remembering, right? Um, so they, they might just maybe they won't see the actual object, but maybe they'll create their own shape or they'll just use colors, maybe, right? Mm -hmm. um, so anybody, I, I, I feel as far as you know, all the people that I've encountered, even the people that tell me that they can't do this, I just say just try, just trust, and 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 they end up doing it, right? So. Uh, yeah, just be creative, create stories, and that's going to help you to remember information. Yeah, Awesome. All right, so you already kind of told us how to memorize names and faces. Give mm -hmm. us, let's, let's look at maybe one or two other memory lessons or techniques that, that would benefit our listeners. Right. Um, so let's say, for example... Uh, numbers, right? That's a big one too that people always ask me. You did words already, so okay. you don't have to do words. <laughs> uh, but like numbers, with numbers, we turn that into an image. It's the same thing, like right? I just kind of I briefly talked about it earlier. But um, how do we actually go about doing it? How do we convert these numbers into images? Um, so there's there's various systems out there. There's the the one that most memory people use is called the major system. So we create the uh, for the 10 digits, so 0 through 9 single digits, we have a, like a letter associated to each one of those. I won't go deeply into it, but just uh, like let's say um, 20, 25, right? 25. Every 2 is an N sound, like, you know, nose or ne or yeah, nose. Um, and then uh, for the 5, it's an L sound, right? L. So then you just throw in a few vowels in there and then you create a word. So for that one, it's N and L, and then I picture a nail. So whenever I see 25, I just imagine a nail, right? And then I'll take another, give me a two-digit number, any two-digit number. Um, 43. 43, I picture a rim. So like a tire, like a, a, yeah, a tire rim. So a rim. So I might just picture like a big nail, right? And I'm hammering that <laughs> nail into the rim up on my wall right here, right? And then now I have this big rim. It's maybe one of those spinners, right? With the you know the spinning <laughs> rims. And I'll see that up on my wall. So then, like, let's say I, I, that was a 44-digit number. I needed it to memorize for, for something. Maybe it was a part of a phone number. Um, I would just look at my wall and be like, okay, what did I place here? Oh, yeah, it was a nail rim and then i just translated back it's essentially its own language so i translated back into the number oh yeah two five four three boom that's a four digit number that i just memorized um so that's pretty much how we do it so uh, another part of this um i call it, it's a three step a three step system right uh first step is you have to have location so you so i said you picture that say on my wall so you have to have locations uh, step two is visualize. You take that information that you want to memorize, the abstract information, words, numbers, playing cards, uh, whatever it is, 
that you take that, you convert it into an image, and then you store it on the location. Now, for long-term memory, uh, you need to review. I've been to competitions where I memorized hundreds of numbers, right? And uh, if you ask me right now what that number is in any one of these competitions, I won't even be able to tell you the first digit. Right. <laughs> um, right. I memorized it for that time, for that day, and I was able to recall it. However, I did a 120-digit number in five minutes in one of the competitions. However, I, I don't know what it is. Why is that? Because I did step one and step two. I did review slightly for that day, but other than that, I didn't review afterwards. So I told my brain, listen, this is not important, brain. Let's go ahead and dump it, right? So you tell your brain that something is important by reviewing. So that would be a major tip that I would give to your uh, viewers out there and your listeners is make sure to review the information that you're memorizing. Uh, when you're, like say for, even for names, right? Names alone, if you, if I meet a room full of people, which I do this in my speaking events and mm-hmm. my, in my speeches. So I'll meet a room full of people, say 50 individuals and I memorize their first names and then I'm just spitting them out. You're John, you're Jane, you're, you know, you're Joe, whatever, a bunch of J's, uh, you're Lewis, you're, you know, you're Ryan, what's going on, Ryan? So I meet all these people, they all sit down, great, you know, round of applause, I teach them how I did it. If I don't necessarily, if I don't review their names, um, maybe later on that night or, or the next day or the next few days, if I meet them much from that point, I will probably have a hard time recalling their, their names. So I learned that very quickly <laughs> to make sure to review their names because I do a lot of these locally as well. So I might run into these people later on and I have in the past and I'll be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what your name was. Um, but, uh, well, but so I learned very quickly to review their names. So now I can actually remember the name. And that's yeah. how you get something from short-term memory to long-term memory. Exactly. Right. Reviewing. Same thing. You know, you can do it with numbers, with no, with names, with anything, really, you have to review. Right. Take it from short term to long term. You have to review the information. And, and that window is what twelve to thirty six hours, depending on who you talk to, right? Yeah, depending on who I talk to. Uh, well, yeah, I normally do. I, so I have a sheet. I have a, now. I have a spreadsheet where I jot down. I do a review at the end of the night who I met. You know, maybe I put a few triggers. Uh, you know, what the name and maybe the association that I created for that person. Maybe a few features about that individual: spiky hair, bald head a long curly hair, whatever it is, um, you know, a few, I, I jot down a few things and then, you know, I'll put the date on there as well. Um, so I'll just review and then maybe a week later, I'll just kind of glance through the sheet. Um, not, it's not necessarily to say that I'm going to meet that person that week or whatnot, but just as for me, just in, it's just in case for me, right? right? In case I do run into them, I'll kind of ha- already had reviewed their name, you know, that week prior, a few weeks prior to that, uh, that encounter. So um, I definitely review that night. I do that, you know, for myself, it helps me out. And then maybe also later on that week, uh, I'll do another quick review, just a quick rundown. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we've got a couple of tips for, for practical things. Teach us something that we can uh, impress people with at a party. What's, what would be a cool memory trick that we can pull out at a, at the Super Bowl or, or some other party? <laughs> well, I guess for that, it really requires hours and hours of training as far as <laughs> Uh, to be able to do something like what we do in competition, like if you give me a 30-digit number, I'll be able to you know look at it real quickly and, and spit it back to you forward and backward. But that took training. It wasn't like day one I was doing that. Day right. one, I was doing a 10-digit number in like 10 minutes okay. right? and barely getting the first few digits. So uh, now I can do it obviously much more quickly. But uh, it, it took a while to build up to that. So if you want to do cool party tricks, uh, expect a lot of training. So I don't think I can give 
uh, you know, quick tips to be able to do those kind of things. It just, you know, go and watch, I guess, some of the videos that I have out there uh, to really uh, build upon the the system and train train that system so that you can do those cool party tricks. But but if you just practice, well, I guess the coolest party trick would be to memorize say, people's names. Um, that's that's something that people are amazed by. If you can just do that alone, so that's something that I can tell people to practice with right now. Is everyone that you meet. Right from this point forward, maybe just practice it today, and then you know carry it over the next few days. But just say, just today, I'm going to practice this. Um, every person that you meet, create an image for that person's name. So you know, uh, maybe a Diane would be dying aunt, right? Um, every uh, Rosa would be maybe picture a rose, and then put that on the person's face somehow. So maybe you know, on the, the, she Rosa has luscious lips, these plump luscious <laughs> lips. So you picture roses just growing out of her lips or something like that, right? Just start practicing that. You don't necessarily have to tell the individual what you're picturing, uh, <laughs> but just you know, as you meet them, just picture these these uh, these images, and uh, and then do a review at the end of the day, and then you build kind of like. Um, you build your library of these images. So every time in the future, whenever you meet that person with the same name, you already have a predetermined image. So it becomes easier and faster for you to remember the name. So every Rosa will be, you know, the roses. Ryan will be running ants, right? So, right. Um, yeah, you use those in, in, in different situations with different people, the yeah. same images. Yeah, as you were going through that, I was thinking that, that was going to be my question. How do you not get that confused with a different Ryan or a different Lewis? But I, that makes sense. Yeah. It's it's always yeah. the same image, so it makes it even yeah. faster. Okay. Exactly. And that actually helps you out. So many times, I'll actually, so in the future, I might even, if I meet another Ryan, I'll picture you, Ryan, <laughs> associating somehow with that Ryan. So that I do a lot of that where I'll picture people that I'm very close to and, and related to. My mom, if I've if I meet somebody with her name, Yesenia, I will have a much greater chance of actually retaining that name than somebody else that I don't have a strong relationship to, right, that has that same name. So um, my brother, Christian, boom, if I meet a Christian, uh, th that name will instantly just stick. I'm like, oh, yeah, my brother, Christian, may be playing basketball with this new Christian that I just met, right? right? Um, so, so, yeah, it, it actually helps out if you meet other people with the same name. Okay, awesome. So you mentioned a couple of times that, that you do memory coaching, you have some videos. Where can our listeners find more of you and get these videos? Yeah, so I have uh, my website is aemind.com, mind like the brain. Uh, so aemind.com. And I have a lot of just, you know, videos that teach you the basics. Like I was telling you about the number thing. Mm -hmm. I literally break down exactly how to go about converting every single digit from 00, zero to 99 into a picture so you can easily just you know maybe uh once you do that then at that point you go do a party trick where they give you a 20 digit number and you can you memorize that really quickly and do it forward and backward so you know i have these videos on my website amine.com teach you names and faces teach you how to do that teach you how to do words um and then i do a lot of interviews as well with other memory experts or memory athletes and they give you their tips and how they got into this world of memory as well so yeah if you want to learn more about it just go to that website and have all all the information on there Okay. Now, are these events that you go to, the competitions, are they, is there any way we could see them? Are they online? Are they broadcast? They're, the USA competition, uh, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I don't even know when that might be this year. Uh, I didn't compete last year because of different things. But uh, there's one that's coming up, and I, I really love this one. This one's called the Extreme Memory Tournament. This one's done by my uh, good friend, team, also Team USA teammate, Nelson Dallas. 
He's a four-time USA Memory Champ, and he uh, he hosts this event, Extreme Memory Tournament. There's like there's quick digital events. Remember how I told you that there's mm-hmm. the digital versions and the paper version. People love this one because it's digital. You don't have to wait for papers to be handed out and whatnot for you to write things down. This one's digital and it's fast. It's like one minute event. So that one is gonna be streamed online, um, and I'm I've been a part of that one for the past few years. I'll be a part of this one again. So um, Extreme Memory Tournament. If you want to learn more about that one. Okay. Uh, so th- that one is the only one that I believe is streamed. Other than that, uh, I'll do like recap videos after a competition if I'm at that competition. So I'll put that on my channel as well. Okay, cool. What about uh, like a, a website where, where people can go and, and test these things and, and practice some of the events? Um, uh, that one, Extreme Memory Tournament is uh, a, a, another platform. Even if you don't want to necessarily compete at this type of competition, but you just want to train. Yeah. Uh, uh, he has a bunch of things on there, so he has a training slot on the website. So okay. that's a good uh, use, uh, you know, a good training site. Another one is uh, memocamp.com. Okay. Um, so memo and then camp, like you're going to camp, right? <laughs> Picture a tent. Picture a brain inside of a tent. We're, we're, let's apply these techniques, right? A brain inside <laughs> I, of a tent. I was doing the same so thing. Memo. I had a yellow post-it note. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. yeah memo like uh yeah memo yeah. writing tab so memocamp.com and that would be uh, that's another great resource i use that heavily uh okay. when it comes to training awesome awesome um all right lewis we got to ask you the same question that we ask all of our guests now your top three tips to live optimal Ooh, top three tips to live optimal um okay tip number one would be Definitely to focus on your body, right? Focus on your physical health before anything else. I would highly recommend that. And that was, I think, I didn't allude to this earlier, but that was the biggest shift for me. I used to, you know, for lunch and even breakfast, I used to eat hot Cheetos and, you know, stuff my face with nachos and all kinds of different things that weren't weren't beneficial for me at all. Um, So just eating the wrong foods, uh, you know, definitely led me to have these memory issues. Um, so it wasn't just necessarily training my brain. It was a lot of, uh, just eating the right foods as well. Drinking a lot more water. I completely gave away soda. So drinking water, adding fruits and veggies to my diet. Uh, I do, you know, green drinks every, every single morning. I eat blueberries and, um, you know, strawberries, smoothies. So, uh, I, that, that's number one tip is just take care of your body, body first, right? So I, I, tip two would be, um, I would say uh, definitely train. Train at whatever it is you want to become a master at or just even improve slightly at, right? Just train. Mm-hmm. Whether it's your physical fitness, you want to, you know, put some put on some muscle, go train. You can't do it just by watching a set of weights. You got to go and train. Whether it's memory training, if you really want to get good at this, you got to go and train. I gave you some resources for that, so you know, just train. Um, if you want to become a better reader, you know, read, you gotta, that's, that's part of it, right? Train. Um, people tell me, how do you focus? How do you stay focused? One of the things I do is I train for that as well. So I meditate and I do other things where, you know, that help me to, to stay, take, stay focused and pay attention. So that'll be another tip is just train whatever you want to improve on. Just train. Uh, number three would be to have fun. Um, there were many points growing up that I did not have fun. It was a lot of work. A lot of work and a lot of work and a lot of work on top of that um, for, you know, for different things that I was doing. But I, I really uh, rarely took time to have fun and enjoy myself. So, you know, last year I went on a bunch of trips. I went to Australia, Spain, uh, Canada, 
Uh, I went all over the world, really, uh, China, Taiwan, and I was having fun. I was there for competitions, uh, but I also took time to go and, and go ziplining across, like, this huge river in Spain and, and as the sun was setting, right? That was amazing. That was very memorable. Yeah. So I'm creating these memorable moments while I'm at a memory competition. So have fun. Go out and have fun and enjoy life. That would be my biggest tip for, for anyone out there. That's that's awesome, and, and your 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 passion, your your energy has been great. It comes through. Uh, you can tell that you're enjoying what you're doing. So, Lewis, thanks a lot for hanging out with us today. Uh, for you guys listening, make sure you go to aemind.com. Check out what Lewis has got going on over there. Um, we'll have all the links to his website, the, the resources that he shared with us at optimalperformance.com. Uh, so make sure you head over there and get the video version of this and those links. And if you have not yet. Uh, please go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, let us know how much you enjoy the Optimal Performance Podcast, and we will see you guys, yeah, Lewis, right, five stars? <laughs> five stars, uh, We will see you guys next Thursday. Thanks for being here today. Start optimizing your mental and physical performance. Optimize yourself.